Oh, that's one of my favorite musicians. Pancho Sanchez with Afro-Cuban Fantasy. He's a percussionist, composer, a band leader, uh, and a major force in Latin jazz. And, of course, uh, one of my favorites. So, if you don't know him, get to know him. Get to know the music. It's phenomenal. This is the title track from his 1998 album, Afro-Cuban Fantasy. This is Lead Stories. I'm Latrice Lead, and good to be with you once again. Let's see what we're talking about today. <laughs> Lots of stuff to talk about, and uh, hope you want to talk about them too. 888-874-4888. I know you said to yourself, well, what are we going to talk about? Call and you'll find out. 888-874-4888. The query uh, continues in Washington, D.C. over the so-called credentials or whether she's fit to be on the U.S. Supreme Court, Katanji Brown, and it's so pitiful. <laughs> it's so pitiful watching these so-called hearings because, in my view, nobody has yet come up to standard as a, a questioner. They haven't asked her really important questions. They're busy, busy uh, still fighting their party troubles and trying to make party points. But she is just so cool, and she is confident, and she is probably saying, are these people for real? These are the people who dare to think that they can question me about the law. And you listen to the questions and the quality of the questions, and you say, oh, my gosh, this is embarrassing. I hope nobody outside the United States is looking at this, because this is very, very, very embarrassing. But she'll pull through, that's for sure. She has a composure. Uh, she certainly knows the law. And uh, we'll see what else they come up with. But so far, nobody has asked in, in the materials that I have seen, nobody has asked a, a really relevant question. Nobody. All right, so if you are calling in, I don't see anybody there yet, at 888-874-4888 to get a surprise question. Let's see how you deal with it. 888-874-4888. I want you, well, I'll tell you now, this is one of them. There are several questions for today. 
make a prediction. Make a prediction about what President Biden will do about massive shortfalls he will soon face. Make a prediction about what President Biden will do about massive shortfalls in the budget, of course, that he soon will face. What do you say to that? Do you have an answer for that? Do you have a prediction that you can make around that? Because, you see, that is really where the rubber meets the road. Uh, In the last several months, the nation has been in a frenzy. Money here, money there, money all over the place. And you don't have to be an economist to know that it all will lead to the inevitable. And the inevitable is there ain't no money left. So Gene from Maryland, make that prediction, would you please? Hey, Utrice, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you um, for calling. I, I was hoping that, that you would touch on the uh, Katanji Brown uh, hearings today. Um, the, the stuff that I have been reading in the reporting, and I've been watching a little bit of the live broadcast as well, this is a complete and total disgrace of a national process. And you, you really have to wonder what people are thinking about to come up with the kinds of <laughs> stupid questions, ridiculous questions that have no relevance on anything that a justice who sits on the Supreme Court needs to do. Now, the fact well, that we, we see agree. this... we agree, but I don't want to shift gears into... Uh, a subject. I haven't discussed it because I thought it was very obvious that the questions that she ought to have been faced with would have been a, a higher, much higher caliber that would have gotten her to get into the law. But these jokers, they're asking questions. Well, you, you can't blame them. Their, their brains can go only so far. Uh, they're not scholars, and it's quite evident. So she, as I see it, she is taking it easy. She's going to coast through to the best of her ability because she hasn't yet been asked a relevant question. No, no. She has not so been tested at all. No. So there we go. Uh, when, when we get to that point... Uh, we can discuss it, but so far it is so embarrassing that the whole nation is encouraged to watch these hearings. They fall way beneath uh, the threshold that one would expect from seasoned lawyers and members of Congress. Uh, And uh, there was no point in discussing it because they haven't yet raised uh, very serious questions. 
But maybe you have something that you can contribute to the other question, and that is making a prediction about what President Biden will do about massive shortfalls that he soon will face. You know, I, I've called on, on your show and, and talked to you a time or two uh, about a woman whom I, I follow, and that's Catherine Austin Fitz. Catherine Austin Fitz has stated and written for a couple of years now about how the money in the U.S. federal government has simply been disappeared and unaccounted for. Now, Catherine Austin Fitz is very clear in pointing out that there is some sort of, a, of a, an activity. I, I don't want to call it a conspiracy, but perhaps it is. But there's an activity that is going on which is designed to take large, mon- large amounts of money out of the federal government and do something else with it. And she points to the testimony that Donald Rumsfeld gave. Uh, but wait a minute, a few years what's ago. going on? You, you, you're taking it again in a whole different direction. No, no, actually, I'm not. I'm really well, not. Because we, we're talking about Catherine Austin Fitz and her writings. I want to know from you. Yes, what is I'm, your I'm making the connection, I promise. I'm making yeah, the connection. I'm hurry up. <laughs> so the, the point that I'm making is what Joe Biden is left to work with has been dissolved so much so by the last five or six presidents that he will have no choice. There is no money left. They're printing money by the barrel. And there is nothing left that he's going to be able to do. The Fed is out of tools. They have nothing left that they can do. You have this crazy war, which is spending more money on something that few people even understand why is being spent. And you have people that are just at, a, at the end of their ropes personally with their personal finances and debts and so on. There's nothing left for him to work with. And that's not to make me out to be a Joe Biden fan, because I am not. But I simply say that the government itself is bankrupt. And I think that bankruptcy is being hidden. The money has been stolen and it's not being discussed. And All I think right. it needs so to be discussed. Get, get, to the, the, get to the purpose of the question, which was, what do you predict that Biden will do about these massive shortfalls that he soon will face? What, what is he going to do? He's going to continue to hide it. There's nothing that he can do. He's going to hide it, and he's going to either ride out the balance of of his term, or he will not finish his term. In either case, I don't believe there's anything that he can do within the powers of the president around these fiscal uh, issues that, that the nation is facing. There's nothing he well, can do. You got us off to a great start. Thank you very much. Thanks for okay. contributing today. Thank Brother you. Dave, what have you to say to the question? 
Uh, yes. Um, a prediction, make a prediction about what uh, President yes, Biden I'm going to get right to the point. I'm not going to beat around the bush at all. Uh, first, you have to understand who Biden is. He is completely owned by the ruling class that runs the country. And the answer to your question, the short answer, which can be developed, is one word. And that word is austerity. And who pays for this austerity? The people. And you have to understand that Biden has all his life uh, as senator, as vice president and president, he's working for those who rule, and that's not us, the people. So that austerity means that he is possibly or probably going to do everything possible to reduce the social benefits for the people in the budget and also the economic benefits for the people in the budget. And that is what the ruling class does when they come to this uh, point in time. Uh, All that stuff about build back better and all that stuff, uh, maybe uh, some of that will be left, but uh, that's going to be reduced, and that's what he's going to do. He's not going to touch the uh, principal purpose of the policy of the United States, which is to rule the world uh, as the leader of the biggest empire in the world, and that means ruling all the other lesser or smaller countries and ruling the people of this country, and that is what he is going to do, uh, I predict, and not anything that will be beneficial uh, to the people. I don't think they're going to reduce the water defense about whether it's really the war department much uh, or uh, police and uh, things that can control the people. So the answer, the short answer is austerity. That's what people do like him and a capitalist imperialist. This is not only capitalist, but it's the leading imperialist country in the world at this time. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Gwen from New York, you're on the air. And what is your Um, prediction? Well, I wanted to uh, tell you, I I predict we are going to go broke uh, for sure. But but I want to also reference uh, Gary Knowles had a wonderful show on, I think it was last week on the Progressive Radio Station uh, on... um, uh, his, his nighttime program, the Progressive Commentary Hour. And um, it was very interesting, the explanation for what we've been hearing a lot of things about. Uh, you're going to uh, own nothing and be happy. Uh, you'll get some kind of stipend. Well, according to his guest uh, on the show, uh, the United States is about $220 trillion in debt. And uh, England is about uh, $55 trillion in debt. And it's 
pretty much all over the world, all countries are in this kind of debt. And why they're in this kind of debt is due to the follies of the oligarchs that are running the world right now, not just our country, but the world. And they know this. And they know that there's a huge population that when, you know, when everyone figures out what's finally happening and, and the rubber meets the road, that they are going to be in fear of their lives. So they have come up with a plan. And the plan is to basically cancel everyone's debt, which means they're including their own debt in that. So they're, they're, they're going to cancel their debt, but they're going to tell you, listen, we're canceling your debt too. In other words, you don't have to pay for the college. You don't have to pay back the mortgage on the house. And that way, that's what's being get, given to keep the people happy. But then we roll into the new, the new uh, system and the new monetary system, and I believe they're calling this system the third uh, industrial revolution, is where we get on to this, um, this plan where everyone gets some kind of stipend, uh, nobody owns anything, uh, you don't, um, you know, you share everything, uh, and that, that is basically how they're going to implement, because we've been hearing about this program for over a year, and I don't think anyone has been able to figure out how they're going to implement it. And it's sort of like when they uh, gave out all these stipends over this la- over the last two years with COVID, you know. So they got everybody to calm down and go to their houses by cutting them a check. So everybody in the country got a check, and it didn't really do anything to affect the economy, but it, it made everybody. It was like a tranquilizer for the whole population. And so I think that in combination with uh, the new uh, uh, nanotechnology, which is going to be able to, you know, spy. It does spy on everything you do. It does uh, have the ability, in some cases, to read uh, your brain waves. This is, this is how they're going to control the population. But I believe that the crisis this time will not be a depression. It won't, we won't have a depression. We won't have that kind of um, hit, hit, the, hit the bottom of the barrel this time. This time they have a plan ready to go. The only problem is, is that we need to remember that the people at the top, the oligarchs, continue to run the planet. They continue to keep all of their possessions while you get to keep nothing. And they'll have a new monetary system as well. We will not be using dollars anymore. As a matter of fact, I think that's why they're uh, more and more they're discouraging people from using money and trying to get away from money. So there'll be a new currency system as well. And on that currency system, they'll be, uh, they'll be watching how you spend your money. And they'll also be able to control how you spend your money. If they don't like the things you're spending your money on, then they'll simply have, you know, uh, the person who's owning the company not sell you anything anymore. So, you know, a lot of this is already happening. A lot of this uh, we're already experiencing. But I just I think that for most people, it's, it's so breathtaking, and overwhelming that you almost can't wrap your head around it. It's a lot to listen to, but I would encourage everyone to go back. I believe it was in last week's uh, Tuesday Progressive Commentary Hour. Uh, and Gary had a, a wonderful show about it. And, but I believe that this is the plan for what's going to happen, not for the United States, worldwide. Okay. The world's a very small place now. It's owned by just a handful of people. They own the entire planet. And we are moving and have already moved into a, a fascistic system, which means that uh, these countries and our country is not run by a government anymore. It's run by private corporations. Hence, your freedom of speech has disappeared. They can, you know, you, they can just uh, blackball you and you, you disappear off the Internet um, and they know where to put their money. If you uh, if you look at the donors for WNYC radio, Bill Gates is one of them. Um, that's why you hear uh, over and over again constant stories about COVID. But the bottom line is, is that there's a small uh, handful of people 
They have a plan of action ready to go. They've implemented a lot of it already, and we will be moving away from dollars and into this new system, which I'm not happy about, but I think that this is the answer to a lot of the question. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. 888-874-4888. I'd like to introduce a new question uh, that's going to cause you to do some more thinking. Today I'm being ruthless. I'm I'm pressing on your brain today. <laughs> okay. Who is going to tackle the new question starting now? 888-874-4888. It's all about your thinking process and how close you come to making a prediction that seems to fit. It seems like it's applicable and should be considered. Do you have uh, in mind something that you can offer in that regard? 888-874-4888. The next person gets a new question. Who will that be? Oh, I don't see anybody just yet. Oh, you're kind of wimping out on me here. I thought I'd have a stampede. People calling and saying, I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I study this. I have answers. Just ask me. So the question is, while we weren't looking what happened to a slew of programs and initiatives that should be well underway by now? While we weren't looking, what do you think happened to a slew of programs and initiatives that should be well underway by now? Do you have an answer for that? Do you have some kind of analysis to offer on that question? 888-874-4888. I expected this to be so easy. You, you've been thinking about this. You have information. You can pop out the answer in two seconds flat. And I have another follow-up question. Is Biden in over his head? Is he playing into Trump's hands? Is Biden in over his head? Is he playing into Trump's hands? Pick either one of those, but pick it fast and give us a call. Let's figure out what you have to contribute in terms of analysis to, as answers to these two questions that I raise right now. We've been just moving along. Um, nothing has been really dramatic, if you notice, even with the dramatic developments. It has not been dramatic. The idea is to indicate that we're okay. We we can we can handle it because we're smart. Benji from New York, you're on the air. Back better. Benji, uh, they they were supposed to 
uh, that was supposed to, uh, you know, in the, in the State of the Union address, uh, he was supposed to, uh, uh, you know, try to rework this bill back better uh, to try to get, uh, you know, uh, 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 some spending, some, some to build back better. I, I think that that's totally languishing, uh, and, and that's probably because of the, this uh, war uh, going on in, in Ukraine. Uh, so I don't know the weak answer, but that's the best I could do. Well, it didn't do too badly at all. Put a yeah. little bit more meat on it, will you please? Uh, a little bit more meat on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. We ha- we have these, you know, we have these hearings going on, which you don't want to go into. But I, I tell you the truth. No, very, uh, no, they, yeah. they're trying to make us believe this, this is very serious. But you listen, all you have to do is to listen to the questions being asked. And in my mind, they're silly. They're not worth even answering. Yeah, I know, but so, you're handling yourself so cool. I like that. I mean, I haven't been watching any hearings, but I see the, her demeanor just by reading some highlights. She's just, she's like, like you said, she's playing with them, you know? <laughs> this is like, like, like you said, this is all you got. I mean, it's really, it's really a shame, you know? I, she, I, you know? But, uh, um, but I'm proud of her. I, I think she's really showing, uh, you know, that's what we need. That's why I think he picked her. He, we need somebody that can try to bridge together. I mean, it's a, the, the court is, uh, what, 6'3", six, 6'3", three, six, three, uh, right, uh, you know. And, and uh, she, she, we're looking for her to persuade. There's some persuadable justices. And I think she, she, has, that, she has what it takes. We'll see. We'll see how she, how she, she performs. Uh, once she gets on the court, but it was a good pick. It's a good pick. I, that's what I would say. All right. Well, what, what, thank what you. you. Thank uh, you. Okay, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Thank you. Thank you, you leave it okay. there for the moment. Thank you okay. so much. Jackie from New York, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. Good afternoon to you and your family. Okay, thank you. I'm going to just try to give a list of things that, <laughs> okay, first of all, housing. Uh, there was supposed to be affordable housing. There was money that was supposed to be dedicated to uh, correcting the uh, long years of neglect of the public housing. Uh, the other issue was the DACA, the DREAM program. Nothing's been done about that. I think there's been cutbacks in the DACA program. Uh, we hear nothing about immigration, nothing at all. Uh, we went from Trump with the wall to people coming over, uh, you know, through the Rio Grande River and 14,000 Haitian people under the bridge, which they quickly removed them within a matter of a week. Uh, We don't hear anything about immigration. We don't hear anything about uh, the Food and Drug Administration. We don't hear anything about any of the, um, you know, the various agencies and the needs that they're supposed to meet of the American people. Uh, everything now is focused on the invasion of uh, the Ukraine. But that's been like 10 days to two weeks at the most. All these other issues and programs were to be addressed um, under Biden and some of it under Obama. And even the things that were mentioned under Obama now are not even mentioned under Biden. So these are these are problems that are going to happen. Also, uh, aid to dependent children. Uh, they always, as Dave said and uh, Gwen, 
you know, they always exercise these austerity programs on the people that are already at the bottom, the lowest rung in society financially, and people who don't uh, always have the opportunity or are not able to vote, like people with disabilities, SSI, uh, these kinds of things. They never look at programs at the top of the uh, ladder, which are the Congress people and having um, health insurance for the rest of their lives. Um, and that's, oh, please, don't even get me started with Medicare and, uh, <laughs> and health care. We don't have a health care program in this country. Uh, the insurance, the medical insurance industry could really controls what the doctors can do and how they can treat you by controlling the reimbursement rate or whether or not they feel that you're even entitled to have such a test. So all of these so things what, have, what you've been saying here, Veronica, Jackie. how come you know how come you know all these programs that appear now to be in a state of suspension? Why isn't it clear to the administration that it appears to be these these programs appear to be in a state of suspended animation? Well, the programs were always uh, there, but they every time that there's a cutback or a severe, you know, budgeting uh, requirement, they start with the poorest people and the, uh, the least educated and the least uh, able to fight back. And uh, because we don't have congressional representation that uh, represents the will of the people, the needs of the people, everybody's looking out for themselves, and they also bow to, um, what do you call those people? Not political strategists, the ones who, lobbyists. Lobbyists. We have lobbyists who con uh, control things. We have the PACs, the political action committees. We have large corporations who make donations to uh, politicians. And that's, that's how it works, as David says about the oligarch, which is another layer that's even above all of that. But, I mean, they're not concerned. And I agree with uh, one point that Gwen raised about, you know, they get the stipend check, so that cools everybody out for about two months. I mean, we still have people that are behind in their rent as a result of the pandemic. We still have states that didn't distribute the emergency rental monies, and some of that monies went back to the federal government, and people are facing eviction. So, I mean, this is, uh, I don't know what else has to happen. I guess when people go to the store and there is no bread, or if the bread costs $10 a loaf, maybe that'll give them a wake-up call. But right now, everybody's focusing on this, you know, it's not nonsense. The war is not nonsense. I recognize that people are being killed and I recognize that there's destruction. But I think I called last week and talked about some of the monies that was earmarked for COVID and for um, uh, uh, the other thing, I can't think of it right now. Uh, that money went into the 80 million or eight, what was it, 80 million or $80 billion that they sent to, to uh, support the war effort in the Ukraine. So a lot of monies was deducted from the federal budget. 
I mean, when do you think when do you think this would come to a head when the people would insist on an answer to these questions? I think it's going to come to a head when people are hit directly, personally, uh, involving their economic lives, their housing, their food, because a lot of people uh, don't vote, don't pay attention, don't read. They're just caught up in their daily living, and I'm not castigating anybody because it's hard enough to live. But I think, like I said, when you go in the store and either there's no bread or the bread costs $10 a loaf, or the uh, gas goes to $12 a gallon, or when uh, you need hospital care and you can't get it, then I think people will start to wake up. And they'll say, why is this? You know, we're allegedly, we're supposed to be the greatest nation in the world. That's how America's advertised. And uh, why is it that the little people, the regular people, but this goes on all over the world. Look what's going on in the in the uh, other countries. People trying to leave. Allegedly, the civil civilians are being bombed. I mean, it's the same thing over and over again. Look if you were advising, people. if you were advising President Biden, what would you advise him to do right now? Well, first of all, they have to reshuffle the budgetary allotments. And they have to stop spending money abroad. They have to reduce uh, the war budget or the defense budget. And they have to go back to the things that the American people need and deserve. People work every day. They pay taxes. They pay city taxes, they pay state tax, they pay federal tax. And then when they need help, they can't get help. So, I mean, that's the first thing. They have to go back. Oh, you know what I wanted to mention, Eutrice? Is the other thing. Remember, there was a call for uh, restructuring the police budget, and somehow that yes. all got corrupted into defund the police. But that was never the the initial, and I believe the ongoing uh, philosophy. It was to look at the police department, see how those monies could be better utilized. No one really said we must defund the police and have no police. I mean, that's what happens. These. Uh, these very good ideas get corrupted into some kind of, uh, you know, ignorant uh, three-second buzzword that they can use in the press. But that was another thing. We hear nothing. And now we hear that uh, Biden supports uh, the mayor of the city of New York with increasing police and increasing police presence. And, and, you know, it's just the people have to wake up and they have to educate themselves and they have to protect themselves. But it's a, it's not an easy thing to do, and I think. Yes, and uh, but at the same time, this comes with the territory. When you're president, you should be able to figure some kind of plan of action um, that could work, or at least sig- sig- uh, send signals from your administration that you're working on something, but. The president right now, I mean, he's more uh, uh, absorbed in this Ukrainian-Russian war. And a lot of things have gone unattended here in the United States. At some point, it's going to explode. Well, that's the whole problem. I mean, and I understand that he 
part of his duties as a president is to ensure that the country is kept safe. I agree that's part of his duties. But it's, as I've said before, you know, this is not one person. This whole uh, deal doesn't rest in one man or one woman. They have cabinets, Mm -hmm. they have agencies, they have advisors. You know, they have all these people that are supposed to be very well educated and experts in their fields. So now, I mean, you know, we don't even hear anything about the health issue, about the vaccines. We hear nothing now. All we hear is every day about the the, the war, and and what's going to? Why are you sending eighty million dollars to a place that's almost decimated? So who's going to wind up getting the money? It's just like when they left Afghanistan and they left all those equipment there in Afghanistan. So all that money was spent on military equipment, and then it's left behind like it's a piece of junk. So it's just wasteful, wasteful spending for destruction. That's what it all comes down to. And somebody well, thank got you. it in. Thank you very much for contributing today. Thank you. 888 That was Veronica. Okay. So, believe it or not, these are questions I had quite a while ago, (laughs) and uh, they seem to have taken on a new sense of urgency because here we are again, in the middle of crises, and we don't see a cogent response. Veronica from New York, you're on the air. Good day. My Good day. my response, beloved, is it's a reset, more or less. Um, I believe that they have turned uh, it's several things going on at once. I believe that they have turned it into uh, instead of uh, Black Lives Matter, it's turned into the Rich Lives Matter, which it's always been. Um, we need to actually demilitarize the police um, instead of sending them billions of dollars. Um, I could look at several things. Um, when organizations have come together successfully, what they will turn around and do is they decide they want to divide them and break them up because we they don't actually want a voting democracy because it would be a hypocrisy against what it initially was set out to do it the system is to support the rich so every time that we are successful which we must continue to do by all means don't ever misunderstand what i'm saying so they have um uh the smallest things that or the largest um, while they're telling us to look one way, uh, attorney automatics always say, look everywhere, look around. I remember distinctly that uh, we, we are being told to look there while bombs are being dropped on Somalia as we speak. But uh, that's not even a discussion in the media, you know, and, and that is something that is presently happening. Uh, I'm also curious about what's going on in Mali. You know, uh, they have asked the French, you know, to come to the table. They don't even show up. You know, they they are 
getting rid of their crime and all these things that are going on. So they, what I see has maintained Walmart, the, in the entire pandemic, certain spaces and places have never closed. Whole Foods was open the entire time. Uh, Walmart, the people that have no concern for the people that work for them. You know, I, I recall some of the shows you did about the CEO of Walmart. His, he had no concern whatsoever in his own words. You know, those people, <laughs> you know, I look at these things. Um, then, as the last caller said, they jump on the poor, and, and I look at um, my, my child. He, I told him, if I told my children, more or less, don't ever have the police come knock at my door because um, you, you better lose my number, you better lose my, you know. And it just so happens. My son went to take the train with some friends. I said, you have to be home at a certain time. And this was the day an officer uh, from the 77th Precinct Rios decided that he would stop my child, accuse him of not paying a fare. They charged the parents $100 or $150 for to put them in the system. That's another way they make money. Then, if that child misses that court date, what happens is they can't get money for college. They can be a straight-A student. They have problems getting a job, you know, and it is the way the system was set up. So they are demolishing the people of integrity. If they cannot get to the parents, they decide they want to harass the children and it is a darn shame because I truly locked my son out of the home um, and he had to show me that when he explained what happened because at that point you know it was an incident and it I gave him two chances and I was like you're not coming in my house and it just so happened if I had not listened to my child what could have happened so some of the children end up on the streets for the wrong reasons, and I'm glad it didn't happen to mine. However, what could have happened? And how many others that did not have and did not know what to do for their children? There are so many obstacles placed on our children and our people. Um, it is a crime to put It's even, uh, you know, so many other things. Uh, <laughs> I walked into... Uh, yes, but we're trying to get on with the question, the question being asked, and what is your answer? What is your response? My answer is that we are, ha we are being put against each other, whereas we need to focus on what solutions we can continue to pursue in order to come out of this system of reset. And that's my, my answer. All right. 
Thank you very much for calling and contributing today. Thank you very much. Patricia, how are you? Good afternoon, you, Therese, and good afternoon to your family. I've been away for a while. There's some health challenges, but I'm doing well, and I'm okay. Good. So I just wanted to give some context to what's going on uh, in terms of the redistribution of resources for people here in this country as opposed to people halfway around the world in a civil war that they were goaded into. I think there has to be some some uh, return to history about about uh, Ukraine and Russia and uh, China and the reset of the China-Russia uh, alliance in relation to this country, because I think that this is what this is all about. Um, this country, Biden kind of goaded both Zelensky and Putin into engaging in this war because he had to number one, regain control over NATO that was lost under Trump. And he's done that quite effectively, you know, with all the positioning of NATO bases along the Russian border, which, um, which under Clinton was promised that that would not happen. It was akin to what the Russians did in Cuba that, that created the Cuban Missile Crisis when they were talking about missiles in Cuba 90 miles off the Florida border. And if people remember the response of the United States at that time, we almost went to war. Well, this is, this is exactly what Biden and actually over the last 15 years the U.S. has done as they have more and more and more placed NATO bases all along the Russia border. And then when Biden came in, I think they were still so upset over what they perceived was Russia's influence or contribution to Hillary not winning, they decided that they were going to approach Ukraine and and, and promise them all kinds of, uh, you know, military drills and military exercises, military support, promising them NATO membership, knowing that promising them NATO membership would really get underneath Putin's, Putin's skin. So, they goaded Zelensky into thinking that we were going to give them all of this military aid. They goaded Putin by talking about putting NATO base along the Ukraine border. And here we are. This was about Biden saying, uh, pull back. I'm top dog here. Do you want to go mano a mano with me? Well, this is how I'm going to respond. So in the meantime now, you have VA hospitals in Manhattan VA hospitals in Brooklyn here in New York that they're talking about closing. And it's not just the the VA hospitals here in New York. It's actually across the country. In Staten Island now, uh, VA veterans who go to the VA hospital in Brooklyn are going to have to go into New Jersey. I was listening to Brother David the other day talking about the post office. You go into the post office, and there are only a handful of people with this. I counted one day there was a line outside the post office over an hour long. So what you're talking about now is a redistribution of the resources that should be going to Americans, going to Ukraine, but it's really not even about Ukraine. It's about Biden and the United States reasserting control over NATO and reasserting their imperialist position in this world. That's what this is all about. 
what should we do? Because uh, Biden is taking care of business as he sees it. He's traveling. He's kind of taking on the role of ambassador for Ukraine, it seems. Um, and yet we have all this turmoil, all this anxiety uh, happening at home. And we don't see somebody being put in charge of just minding the store. Biden is focused solely on reasserting his position and world dominance. And this Ukraine is a means to an end. He could care less about Ukraine. Ukraine is the vehicle that he is using to reassert American dominance, world dominance on the world stage. That's what this is about. And unfortunately, Americans are opening. As a matter of fact, I have a friend who works for Marshalls. I don't know if you know uh, Marshalls, TJ Maxx, and Home Goods. Sure. The employees mm-hmm. in a lot of these American companies, the employees are being asked to contribute to X amount of dollars to support the Ukraine effort. Employees of American companies are being asked to contribute, and they're doing it willingly because there's an emotional response that one, is, that one evokes when you're talking about white people in peril. I mean, I mean, when you look at what was happening to the African students at the border, it wasn't just the African students. On the other side of the, of, on the, other side of the border, do you know that there, were, there was food and water for dogs while they were preventing African students from crossing the border into safety? So what, Americans have this... What, what more should people wait for? What, what else is needed as a stimulus to get excited about your own interests? Okay. You know what's going to happen? You know what's happening? Throughout Europe, and it's be- I'm beginning to hear it in this country, governments... European governments have already set up jobs for Ukrainians who are fleeing into, into Eastern Europe. The same thing is beginning to happen here. I'm, you know, it, I don't know if you've heard that um, Ukrainians, just like the Af- Afghan uh, refugees, are going to be resettled here under temporary, under TPS. Yes. And so people are openly opening their homes. They're openly opening their homes. They don't realize that this is good. Their tax dollars are going to be are going to be used to resettle them. They're going to get free health care. They're going to get free education for their children. They're going to get everything that they themselves can't get. It's schizophrenic. Should there be a showdown with Biden over this? Who's going to do soon? it? Who's going to do it? Well, if people are opening their hearts and their arms, who's going to do it? There does not seem to be a point yet where they're eating bread. I don't know when that point is going to come. I don't know. I keep expecting it, and I, I'm not hearing it. Me either. It's- it's not even part of the uh, discussion. It isn't part of the discussion. 
uh, Biden can no resistance. take off and leave no his country. By Americans. He can leave the country to take care of this diplomatic effort. But meanwhile, business at home is not in good shape. He's not taking care of business at home. He's clearly overwhelmed. And people are overwhelmed, too, because they are not getting proper direction and answers as to what does the future hold, which is what people want to know. Where are you moving this nation? Forget you and your personal appointments. Where is this nation headed under your authority as president? That's the question. Thanks, Patricia. Thanks. Good to hear from you. And that brings us to the end of the program today, but not to the end of our discussion. <laughs> We're just beginning. But as you can see, everybody had something palpable that they needed to get off their chest. This is a, these are questions that are close to home. And yet people are not being asked it. The answers are there. People are worried. People are uh, anxious about their future and the future of their families and of the nation. This is not a time for silence and playing games, which is why I say this, these uh, uh, meetings, <laughs> these hearings into the appointment of the next uh U.S. Supreme Court justice. It's like a joke. These are serious things, and they're just joking around. I haven't heard a serious question yet. Not one that says the people making the judgment about the appointment is uh, they are well-versed in the law themselves. They're just bantering. It's a major embarrassment, I think, especially on the world stage. Well, we've come to the end of the program, and we'll meet up again tomorrow and continue the discussion. Thank you so much for contributing today. Bye-bye.